Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode 163 of the Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz, and uh, as always, I'm your host, or one of your hosts, and it's always a great pleasure to bring you the latest episode. Now, this week is a little different. Uh, Chris and I caught up in person earlier in the week as we were invited of guests of Cunard to experience the Cunard British Film Festival, which is taking place down here in Australia. And uh, we got an opportunity to head along and see uh, the opening evening, which was uh, a showing of One Life, which is an incredible film. I don't want to spoil it at all, uh, but highly recommend uh, you uh, do take an opportunity to head to the movies and experience that whenever it opens in your part of the world. So uh, in just a second, Chris and I will catch up uh, pre our uh, Cunard gathering uh, in a park of all places and bring you the latest cruise news. Uh, we have got a slightly different listen, look and feel this week. I apologize. I have definitely upset somebody in the technology realm because the... Uh, the computer, the PC that we normally use to edit and uh, create the podcast has uh, decided it doesn't want to play. It's uh, got a black screen and is not responding, <laughs> so I'm having to improvise today. I'm using a different editing software. I've got no access to the normal intros, outros, uh, little social media stings, etc. So you're pretty much getting raw audio, and hopefully, all being well, we might resume as normal this time next week. So again... Thank you for your patience. These past couple of weeks have been uh, trying, to say the least, in the, the technology fields. Uh, but uh, we do still love bringing you each and every episode of the Big Cruise Podcast. One quick reminder, if you have got a question, sorry, if you have got a question, or you want to send in a fact or fiction to Chris to surprise me, uh, you can get in touch one of two ways. First of all, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, simply join on the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. Click on Join the Show. It's up in the top right-hand corner, and that'll find its way to me. If you want to contact Chris to surprise me with a fact or fiction, you need to head to his YouTube channel um, or to his website, which is linked in the show notes, and then you can reach out to him, and uh, he can surprise me in a future episode but let's get the show on the road let's get talking all things cruise enjoy the show 
Well, another week and another episode. And of course, always great to welcome back Chris Frame to talk all things cruise. How are you, mate? Nice to see you in person, Baz. Yeah, yes, you'll probably tell from the audio listeners we're actually out and about. Uh, <laughs> we were set in a park on the suburbs of Perth. We are. We've caught up to go to a uh, premiere of the British Film Festival here in Perth. Yes. To us by Cunard. Yes, thanks to our good friends at Cunard. So thank you to uh, Team Cunard for the invite. Um, looking forward to it. The film looks to be great, actually. Yeah, it should be good. I actually went to the same event last year, and it was a, it was a good night out. Different okay. film, very different film, though. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. looking forward to it. Well, Mrs. Harris went to Paris last year. Oh, so uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Quite a, um, a, a novel little kind of uh, indie kind of film, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, this one has some, some big stars in it, including Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. it's going to be a good night, yep, for sure. Absolutely. Now, mate, so have you got any uh, facts or fictions? Or, uh... No, you know what? Um, I'm being very nice today. I'm just here, oh, to, just here to talk, just here to chat. Okay, sounds <laughs> no good. No facts or fictions, uh, no maritime history, just a quick catch-up before the movie and, uh, and some cruise news, I think. Yep, no, that sounds like a plan. Uh, we'll say a little special thank you to our unofficial photographer again. Gary S has sent through some more photos of other ships. Mm. Obviously, we're, mm. we're coming into wave season now. More and more ships are arriving, mm-hmm. and he's kindly uh, keeping us updated of uh, what's happening in Sydney Harbour. So check out the social pages on Facebook and Instagram if you want to see those, uh, because I'm having a little technical uh, issue with the website right now, so I'm just putting things on socials until we can get that rectified. Uh, good, and we also had um, an email come through from our other photographer, David, in the UK. Um, I think he enjoyed the uh, the Waverley uh, history that we did and oh, yeah. had seen the sh- uh, seen the little Waverley in um, in her rounds of the UK so it was nice to hear from him too oh brilliant yeah um, actually interestingly enough I've been doing quite a few shorts videos recently just small snippets of up to 60 seconds about little facts of, of ships and um, things that, that uh, you know people might not know mm-hmm. and uh, I said no maritime history but did you know how they used to fuel a ship that was made that was um, operated using coal do you know how it was done I assume by hand a little rowboat was pulled alongside but I've got to know so they used to take them out of the ports this is a video I've just recently done they used to take them out of the ports and to coaling stations so a really well known one in Australia was the Neutral Bay Boy in Sydney Harbour okay but in the UK for example they'd go um, out of Southampton Water or out of Liverpool they'd sometimes go as far um, away as Plymouth to be to be re- refueled and recalled, oh, wow. um, and the the coal powered ships used to have these little ports along the side. I say little, like large enough to put shovels into. Yeah, and they'd be opened up, and these massive barges that are full of coal would be pulled up and tied up alongside, and then they would hand shovel or pour if they as it got more sophisticated. They used yeah, yeah. to have um, mechanical you know aids to do it. The coal down these chutes inside the ship, so the door would open on the outside. And, you know, you'd pour it in and it would go down these chutes into the actual coal bunkers of the ship. Wow. And you have to be super careful because, you you know, you were adding weight to the ship. Yep. So it had to be done evenly on port and starboard, bow and stern, because you didn't want to offset the balance. Yep. And have we ever spoken about the Austral? Don't think we have. So no. there's, a, there's a ship called the Austral that was run by the Orient Line, which is famous for sinking in Sydney Harbour. And the reason it sank is because when they were coaling it, it was at the neutral bay boy, they miscalculated the weight and they'd emptied the cargo out of the port side and they were putting fuel into the coal into the starboard side 
and they'd also left the portholes open near the waterline. Oh. And as she took on a, on a list, because of the weight of the coal, the water came in through both the port, uh, the portholes, but also the coaling ports, oh, no. flooded the ship and the ship sank right there in the harbour. But it was quite shallow water, so you had this eerie sight of this these masts and the funnels sticking oh, up. we have spoken about this we before. You showing me the photo, yes. Showing yes. you the photo, yeah. But that's that's sort of like the the facepalm moment, obviously, <laughs> yeah. um, that comes out of miscalculating that. But it was a common practice to to do the coaling that way. That was the way they used to fuel them, and it was filthy and dirty and labour yeah. intensive, and the ships needed to be washed down and cleaned. Funnily enough, it's one of the reasons why they gave most of the ships of that era black hulls because yep. less washing <laughs> yeah there you go so there you go little bonus maritime history as we sit here and watch the sunset <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, let's take a little break mate and then let's jump straight into cruise news sounds good okay mate this uh, exciting news that first came out uh, was embargoed up until just a couple of days ago mm. and it's from our friends at Penant who have announced that they've uh, furthered their partnership with Paspali and are launching a new vessel in the Kimberley. Yeah, the Paspali Pearl, which is set to start its voyages in the Kimberley as soon as June of next year, Barry. Yeah, now this ship is actually... It's an existing ship. It was Mm. built um, for island escapes, who you may recall went Mm -hmm. into a receivership uh, not long after the pandemic, actually. Um, So that ship was actually sat in Fremantle Harbour for quite some time. Uh, Paspali, who, you know, are a, a... famous West Australian company, famous for pearling and other mm-hmm. activities, uh, have long been a partner of Penant, and uh, they've now uh, taken on this boutique little vessel, only 30 guests, yeah. that'll be sailing uh, some unusual itineraries, not your typical Kimberley itineraries, sure. um, and also then going on further afield over into Papua New Guinea and Indonesia as well. Yeah, uh, it sounds like uh, Raja Ampat and the Spice Islands are going to be visited as well as Papua New Guinea. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see reservations for these itineraries open up from uh, November at some point. I've had a little sneak peek and they do look uh, particularly special. So uh, if you want to see Kimberley on uh, an intimate on vessel with some Paspali bonus content, mm. then this may be right up your street. Exciting. <clears throat> Next up, we're talking all things Carnival, Chris. And uh, Carnival have announced that Carnival Jubilee has uh, completed her river conveyance, which means she's about to start her sea trials. Yeah, so after she has been uh, completed, the ships that are built in this particular yard in Germany have to uh, be very carefully manoeuvred um, down down the river to open sea for they for them to do their uh, sea trials. So it's a you know, pretty big deal, and it gives the, the shipyard workers and the people who live in the area around where the ship is an opportunity to see it um, making its uh, inaugural departure and then preparing for um, being tested and tried so that it can be uh, formally uh, certified and and accepted by Carnival into their fleet. Yeah, of course, and uh, Carnival Jubilee is set to debut in December, uh, 23rd of December, for a Christmas cruise down Mm -hmm. to uh, Cozumel, Costa Maya, um, and then we'll also offer additional itineraries through to Mahogany Bay. Yeah, and what's interesting is the ship was built at the Mayo Weft shipyard in Papenburg, but it goes up to the Netherlands for its sea trials. Mm. Mm. There you go. And unusual, because we know Carnival has long, got a long-standing partnership with uh, with uh, Fincantieri. They do build other vessels mm. elsewhere as well, but a majority uh, seem to come from uh, Italy. Well, I mean, when Carnival uh, Corporation acquired, uh, um, well, merged, I think it was officially, with P&O Princess, they got a lot of experience with P&O um, cruises building aurora and oriana 
uh, in Germany. Right. Um, and of course, years ago, the original um, fantasy class was uh, many of them were built in in Finland. So yeah, that's true. Um, you know, they they are with this new uh, LNG powered design. It's uh, not. Uh, not being done in Fincantieri this time around. Hmm. Same with Carnival Corporation, but this time with Holland America Line. We've been talking a lot about their uh, food announcements lately, uh, but they've just announced that on car- Caribbean itineraries there's going to be a whole new Caribbean menu. Yes, there is. Local flavours uh, that um, sort of links in with the Caribbean ports that they're going to be visiting, Baz. Yeah, so we've got uh, local flavours in the main dining room, which will include things like chilli, Caribbean shrimp cocktail with an orange habanero aioli, mm. jerked pork tenderloin with peanuts, rice pilaf, and black beans, spiced pork belly with pineapple salsa, roasted squash, and sweet potatoes, to name just a few. But of course, there's also other things happening in the Lido market. Yeah, and there's a Caribbean bread pudding, which sounds kind of tasty. Yeah, I would have thought bread pudding for the Caribbean, no, but. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> to honor the fusion of flavors, they say. Caribbean sailings will feature new bread puddings, including a Jamaican... Now, that sounds good, a Jamaican bread pudding. And if it's got Jamaican rum in it, then it will be very tasty. I would take a, a guess that mm. it probably has, yeah. We, we actually... Uh, I, I have been known to eat an entire Jamaican rum cake in one sitting. <laughs> it is pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> and speaking of rum, of course, nothing in the Caribbean is complete without rum. Uh, so we've got uh, pirate history meeting modern mixology with a whole array <laughs> of uh, different rum tastings that will be available. Uh, and, of course, this is on the whole America ships that will be visiting the Caribbean from this season. Very nice. Let's uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> Now, next up, uh, Celebrity are talking about all of the new announcements that they're making to the entertainment program, but she's on their new ship, Celebrity Ascent. Absolutely. They've got a new signature resort deck party. Uh, they've got new theatre shows um, that they say ascend expectations. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like a cruise line dad joke. Um, they've got an Awaken, a Residency and a Bridges um, program. And then they also have immersive live shows and performances that they're bringing uh, to the ship as well, Baz. That's right, yeah. So uh, lots of... Uh the existing things that you love on Celebrity will also be there, but some new enhancements uh, taking place on Ascent. I'm just trying to remember when she launches, but I don't think it's too far it's away from now. I can't think of anything other than Edge because uh, it's only a few uh, few weeks now, really, until she gets to our part of the world. So that is, yeah, it's exciting. But um, they've also noted here that they um, have got plenty of uh, onboard music and a real focus on live music with. Um, some some really interesting um, elements of jazz, um, some funkified music for a uh, trip back to the 1960s, uh, and a, a discotheque, which is a word we haven't heard on a cruise ship deck plane for quite some time, Barry. Yeah, bringing the best to the life of the uh, of the 80s, Earth, Wind and Fire, Dumber Summers, BGs, and more heat your They're going to have, have their own Mirable, so there you go. <laughs> Mirable Club, it's called. So There you go. Oh, no, Mirable in the club. My, my bad. <laughs> Uh, well done, Celebrity. Yes, of course, you are off on Edge, uh, what, yeah, as you say, it's been about a month away, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Are you going as well? I'm not on Edge. I should have been, but I actually, unfortunately, had to pull out. We were on different sailings. but Different uh, sailings, yeah. We were going to part at the uh, uh, wave at the port. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'll be on Virgin Voyages a day or two before you embark on Very Edge. Very nice. So we'll yes, compare Virgin notes. Voyager. Well, there we go. Wow. Putting those two, two up against each other. Mm, should Ooh, be interesting. Thanks high. <laughs> Yeah, Virgin's about 40-ish days away from arrival in Sydney, I think. Yeah, Virgin very kindly um, 
uh, offered the, the podcast for us both to go actually but because of the edge yeah. uh, uh, mm-hmm. commitment I, I couldn't be both so it's nice that we can do one of each and then yeah. share with the listeners what we think exactly uh, now we've got a couple of updates from different cruise lines that have unfortunately had to uh, cancel or amend itineraries due to uh, events that are taking place of course up in the, the Middle East and I thought to go to all those people first up MSC mm. have announced that uh, they will uh, amend the itineraries for MSC Orchestra mm-hmm and then Windstar have actually also announced that uh, they are, will be repositioning. Well, actually, no, they're not repositioning at all because the ship is already in Europe. It's going to stay, mm, in Europe stay in Europe and do a winter season. So Star Legend with 312 guests will actually be operating between Barcelona mm. and Rome um, with extended stays in multiple ports along the way. Yeah. And, and also that- with MSC, Baz, um, Sinfonia's uh, November through to April season um, has been, um, has been cancelled too because the itinerary had a major highlight around right. ports in Israel. Fair, fair so enough. it looks like, that, um, I think MSC said that these are similar changes to what's happened to the Grand Voyages for Virtuosa, Opera and Splendidia. Yep. Um, okay, yeah, and I'm sure there'll be more from other cruise lines that need to do, do similar. Uh, completely understandable, of course. But let's finish off with a nice bit of uh, positive news out of Western Australia, mate. Mm. Coral Expeditions have uh, completed their 30th season in the Kimberley. Goodness me, 30? Yeah. Yes, that's true, because they were Coral Princess, I think it was, was their first ship, wasn't it? Yes, I think it was, yeah. yeah. And uh, that dates back to sort of the, you know, the... The first start of uh, growth in the Australian cruise market, really, about 30 years ago, when we started to see more offerings than just your standard P&O Fairstar Voyage. They've been here for a long time. Mm, absolutely. Um, this season alone, they had 52 departures between March and October in the Kimberley, hosting over 4,000 passengers on board, um, with exceptional ratings from guests of uh, 96% mm. uh, satisfa- satisfaction. Uh, three ships were operating this season, and mm-hmm. of course, they are back. Uh, for 2024 yeah. with a, a whole array of different itineraries once again yeah they're like the uh, the real homegrown cruise line based in Australia flagged in Australia mm-hmm. good on them yes no no well yep. done to all as well now Chris last week uh, you completed the second video of uh, Queen Anne of your tour um, mm. that's out in the, the world so if the listeners haven't seen it uh, do check out Chris's YouTube page which of course we have the link to in each and every you. one of the, the show notes yeah it's been fun to, to do that actually uh, about a month ago now it was that I was um, planning to head off and uh, yeah. it's nice to go back each uh, each couple of weeks and, and relive <laughs> it and edit another video so it's been good <laughs> and um, anything that might be uh, on the horizon that you can give us a little uh, heads up on maybe well in the not too distant future the part three and the final part of that Queen Anne tour will be there It's the because there's so much content I broke it down to three eight minute videos yep um, but also, if you're if you're just looking for some some really easy to to consume um, ship facts, information about ships, there's probably now what, about ten new shorts over the last two weeks. Okay. That are just anything from uh, how ships are fueled to what a green cruise ship looks like to how they cold them back in the day to there's actually one about the austral sinking funnily enough um given our yep. conversation earlier today yep. not that the topic was funny um and actually a, a bit of a morbid topic is what happens when you when you die on a cruise ship these were all long form videos but i condensed all the information that you need to know down to one, one okay minute or yeah, less. Yeah. so yeah they're performing quite well people seem to love this new shorts format so is shorts like this is showing my age and social media ignorance 
Is shorts like reels in that they disappear over a period of time or they do hang yeah, around? They hang around. Okay. They are like reels in so much as that they're a minute or less. Uh, they are portrait in format. Yep. And it's kind of YouTube's, I think it's YouTube's response to TikTok, basically. Right, right. So, you you know, if you're paying much attention, you know, up until just recently, I thought it was a waste of time. But, uh, you know, it really makes you as a creator think, how can I get the most interesting and relevant information accessible as quickly as possible? And I think that's it. Like, people who maybe have never thought to look up a video about, you know, the, um, the inner workings of a cruise ship, see a few of these little things pop up on their feed. If they like them, they watch them. Then yep. the algorithm, I think, says, well, they liked this, so we'll serve them some more. And right. you get a new audience. They get to learn something new. If ultimately our goal is uh, to share the world of cruise with the, mm-hmm. with, yeah, the, yeah. With the world, um, it seemed like a good little little trial. It was in a bit of advice from another, another um, YouTube friend of mine to give it a go. And... Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not saying we're going to retire on the income that the shorts uh, are making, but but it's uh, definitely showing some signs of, of, of positivity, so that's, that's nice. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Just looking out of the oval here, Chris, and um, Qatar Airways A380 is just coming in for land. Yes, very nice. Gosh. It's almost like clockwork, that A380. <laughs> it is, it is. Very yeah. precise airline, but have you had a... Uh, what's got my ship this week, or are you feeling pretty positive? Oh, hang on. <laughs> As we sit here in the beautiful afternoon sun. I haven't got a what's my ship, but I did do something be- on Monday because I was quite angry with the world. Okay. So I went I've to never s- seen you angry. <laughs> no, it's just one of those days. <laughs> um, I went to Sound Healing, which is really out there and really a bit hippie-ish. But yeah. One of my friend's wife has taken up this sound healing. Um, and so basically you lie on the floor for an hour mm. um, and they have singing bowls and gongs and different things. And wow. it's supposed to, the vibrations and the energy are supposed to hold you in a not quite a sleep state. Goodness. And the vibrations are supposed to release all of the stress and energy out of, wow. the out of your body. And that did come out feeling completely different. So goodness yeah, me, I might try it again. Well, there you go. Yeah, if anybody wants to try sound healing. You seem very calm today, so there must be something in it. (laughs) We can only try. Yeah, there we go. Good on you. Somebody else said uh, their sound healing is Dan Murphy's, which for international listeners is just uh, (laughs) an off-license or a bottle shop. The bottle shop, Uh, Just picking up a bottle of wine on the way home. No, I think that's that's a short-term fix. (laughs) We we don't advocate that here at the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, we're going to go and have a glass of champagne now, I think. Yes, I think Cunard are calling us. We should probably head on down and uh, we'll update you next week, listeners, with uh, how the film was. Absolutely. I can almost hear the ship's whistle, Baz. (laughs) Cheers, mate. Catch you next week. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 